In this episode of Ask Ted, the truth about how success really works. But first, a question from a listener. And this comes to us from Marvin, who I've had some back and forth correspondence with. And he emails, Hi Ted, just wanted to give give you some information. I heard on one of your podcasts about the stuffy Toastmasters experience that you had. I encourage you to also check out any of the Toastmasters competitions. You don't have to compete. Just go to them and follow the competition up into the final rounds. Usually those speakers are good to listen to and learn from. I was a member for several years. I never got through the whole thing because of working full time, family plus my side business, but I still learned a whole lot about public speaking. Anyways, thanks again for your podcast. I still have about two weeks on that program you gave me. I'll let you know how it goes, Marvin. Oh, and he said no need to reply, which of course, if you have emailed me, you know I always reply. And yeah, I'm a busy guy. I'm very, very busy and my time is limited. But part of what I'm busy doing is connecting with you because this is not just me getting on the mic and saying whatever the hell comes to my mind. It's about a communication, a, a, a relationship between you and me. And we're not all that different. I just happen to be on this end. But you know what? I, I listen to other podcasts. So always, if you have a comment, question, concern, anything, reach out. I love hearing from people who listen to this show, especially if they either have something positive to say about how they've taken action or shifted their mindset, or if they've got some constructive criticism, because that's how I grow. While it's nice to get praise all the time, it doesn't necessarily help me grow. So if you have some constructive criticism, please don't be shy. Make sure you share it. And a bunch of people reached out recently because one of my episodes was super low in volume. And uh, I hope I fixed that. I went back I I tried to fix what was wrong. Anyway, let's get back to Marvin's question. And if you're not, uh, so he said, he mentioned my stuffy Toastmasters experience. And if you haven't listened to that episode, what I basically said was that I went to Toastmasters and felt like, "Mm, I don't know if this is the right place for me because I didn't have any upcoming talks. And as soon as I got there, it was, it was, an, it's an uptight vibe there. Although people are very supportive and they're friendly, but it's an uptight vibe and it's not that fun in a way. At least that's the way I thought then. Then I went and did five months of improv comedy. And I'll tell you what, that was awesome. Especially when I first started doing it. It was exciting, it was challenging, I was a bit nervous, but then it got to the point where I was just getting up there and making a clown out of myself and I really didn't care. And uh, the, the instructors were great and they helped a lot and I'll probably go back. I probably won't start off where I left off, I'll probably start from the beginning and go back through it again because it's all about the basics. But back to Toastmasters. Yeah, I had a stuffy experience. I was like, no way. But you know what happened? I felt like I was just having fun and games in the improv class. Now, 
if you haven't heard, I'll be speaking at Men's Style Con in March. I'll be doing a talk on a 20-minute talk and 10-minute Q&A on five reasons why sleep deprivation is killing your success. And this is going to be a hard-hitting talk because sleep is so unsexy to talk about. I mean, you talk about deadlifting a bunch of weight or eating paleo or anything like that, everybody's all good. But if you're talking about sleep, it's like, oh, God, I'm really... So I'm going to have to bring it to get people's attention. And I've already given a practice talk, and that's what I'm getting at here. Um, I've also got a keynote speech. Can you believe it? A keynote speech. In April, I'm going to be a keynote speaker. Awkward, shy Ted. Well, not anymore. I've been doing this podcast for a while and I've done some other things, some some seminars and some other speaking events, but I'm going to be a keynote speaker. How many keynote speakers do you know personally, right? I don't, I don't even think, I mean, through the podcast, I've, I've interviewed many, but I don't know any keynote speakers like I, I know a lot of successful people. All my clients are successful. How cool is that? So what I'm getting at here is I knew I had to step up my game. And why is Toastmasters a little stuffy? Why did I say that? Because it's training. It's not fun and games. You've got something on the line, right? They count your ums, your ahs, your use of grammar, your use of descriptive language. It's not just go up there and talk some smack and have a good time. I mean, of course you could do that, but you're not going to get better. And I don't think I'm so great at speaking, especially in front of a group of 200 people for the keynote speech. So I need to get in there and train. So I bring it because if I don't, then it's not going to be very good. And that brings up this whole idea of the truth about how success really works. The title of this episode. And I'll tell you something, I am so grateful because I train a lot of people who if you would see them driving around in their Ferraris or their Bentleys, I don't drive any, I don't train anybody with a Lamborghini. That's too much douche factor. Sorry if you drive one, but man, I just, just too much. Just rent one for a couple days. But so anyway, I train a lot of people. And if you look at them, if you look at their lifestyle, if you look at the, the, the persona they seem to give off with their car, with, with the way they dress, their Hublot, their $20,000 Hublot watch or $100,000 Richard Mill watch, you'd be like, man, what a prick, right? Why does that guy have all that stuff? Because we snap judge people and all of us do it just to varying degrees. And I used to feel that way too, even when I used to train some of these people back in the day, but I've grown. One of the things that this podcast has helped me out with is I ask questions and I listen more. So instead of assuming about these successful people and financially successful, uh, because they, they've, I'll tell you one thing about people is there's very few people who have it together in all ways. Usually they're very stream success in one way tends to, uh, lack in other areas. So for another podcast, but just something to keep in mind. But I get to, I, I was talking with one of my clients and I was interviewing him. Well, I was training him, but I was asking him questions because it's like, I got this guy. He's, he has a $500 million company that he's the co-founder of and the CEO of along with his partner. 
and I asked him questions and I know I've said this before, but uh, he was telling me the story about how he used to live in the basement of some so women's social club, the Sierra, Sierra Madre social club in California. I have no idea what that is, but he made it sound pretty bad. And he drove around a crappy car, crappy used car as he was building his business. And he said, I have no idea how I did it. If looking back, we almost went under so many times. It was just through sheer force of will, right? Sheer perseverance, pushing forward and not even having a grand vision because his vision has changed over the years about what he wants to accomplish. It was just pure perseverance, pure push. And now he's got all this stuff and, and people see the material stuff. But when you hear his story, you're like, man, this guy, it's all about that push. It's all about, you know, uh, these accomplishments and, and going from nothing to all everything that he's accomplished. And you start to realize something that many of us have this idea about success, however you want to define it, how, whatever you think a successful person is. And we look at them and we say, wow, you are so special. You have all this success. You have this great relationship. You have this great business. You are an actor or you are a person who's achieved a high level of fitness or you're an Olympic athlete or a professional athlete. And we think it just kind of happened for them and that maybe there's something special about them and since we don't have something special about us, or at least we don't feel that way because we haven't achieved what we want to achieve, we haven't closed the gap between what we really want in life and where we are now, we think that we're not special. And I'll tell you something. Here's my secret to success. Here's the truth about my success however you regard me, however successful you regard me, is that I completely sucked at everything I've ever tried. I sucked in school. I did terrible. I got bad grades. Part of the, A big part of that was emotional. But that's me being a 39-year-old man. And by the way, my birthday was on February 2nd. And looking back... And saying, oh, I didn't know, right? But at the time, I, would just, I was just, I thought it was, something was wrong with me. And then when I got into sports, I was never good in sports. I, I scored a goal on my own team when I played soccer, when one of my friends from junior high got me to sign up to the same soccer league. When I got into karate, that finally started getting me is showing me something because I had a mentor, my first mentor, and he started training me one-on-one -on -one, kind of like karate kid style, except instead of an old Japanese man, he was a, he was an American guy named Leon, uh, who, <laughs> you know, was not some guy you would want to mess around with. He had been in the military and uh, he was, uh, he had gotten into plenty of street fights and then found himself in karate. And he helped me bring out my killer instinct. He helped me, he helped train me. 
He helped me become someone different. And that's what coaches do. That's what mentors do. They make us do things that we don't want to do so that we can become something we didn't think we could become. They show us the way. And sometimes those things, right, we don't want to do them. Like I said, they help us do the things that we don't want to do. And I'm faced with that again. And what Marvin brought up, I didn't want to do Toastmasters. I didn't want to do the hard training to become a real speaker. I wanted to go fool around with improv acting, which I'm grateful that I did. And and it, it taught me a lot. And it brought out parts of my personality that I think the more traditional speaking coaching that you get at Toastmasters will not do. But I need the training, the training that will help me actually get up there, not um and awe, present my points, engage the audience, pay attention to my body language, my eye contact, and really connect with people so that that every minute that that audience spent with me is worth their while. And that's the truth. And I'll tell you, it's hard. Because as I said before, we sometimes whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, we don't want to do the work. Perhaps you're trying to get in shape. You don't want to exercise. And you think, oh man, there's something wrong with me. I should be motivated to do this. Now, I don't have that problem with exercise, but I have other problems, right? And we all do. In fact, I, I can't tell you one person that just has it all together. We're all working on something. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And to get to the next level, we need to tackle that training, that path that we don't want to go down to become the person that we want to become. And I'll tell you right now, I had a conversation with my buddy, former NFL player, Joe DiBernardo. And he was talking about, because he's on his way to becoming an accomplished speaker as well. We're both doing the Toastmasters thing together and we spent five months in improv acting. And hats off to him because he went to Toastmasters while we were going to acting, uh, the improv acting, and I was only going to the improv acting. But I do have this podcast and uh, it, it's a ton of work. But I could have squeezed in the Toastmasters. I chose not to. And he was saying he got an opportunity to go speak. He's like, man, you know, it kind of brought up some feelings like, wow, I don't really want to do this. I said, you're right, man, because I don't want to do in a way. There's a part of me that doesn't want to do the keynote speech and they and that doesn't want to go to men's style con in Atlanta in March to go talk about sleep deprivation. But to become who I want to become, I need to do those things. And I think sometimes when we realize that, oh, I don't want to do that, we take it personal. Like we don't accept the fact that this is just the way it is to be a successful person. We take it personal. We think there's something off. I should be just motivated to do this. And the truth is it, it, it's not that way. And things get easier as you push on, but Sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes, you know, I'm not motivated to go and uh, go to Toastmasters. In fact, I'll be giving a, on my birthday, which you'll be hearing 
this uh, the day after my birthday. On my birthday, I'm going to be doing a speech competition. It'll be on goal setting, how to set effective goals, how to set effective goals to reach your uh, to um, you know what I haven't figured out the title. Okay, that's but how to set uh, effective goals for 2016. It'll be a it'll be a title like that. Tell you the title is like the hardest part sometimes. And, you know, I don't want to do it. But if I think about where I'm at right now with my life and my business, I would rather go and do that painful path of getting outside my comfort zone, getting up and speaking in front of people and doing that than to go back and train people and just be the one-on-one trainer that my clients love, but nobody else knows about me. And it's not just for me because I could train people and I could start charging more money and I I could perhaps become a a very in-demand personal trainer, but it's no longer my passion. It's no longer the thing that serves me the best and allows me, and this is the important part, to serve other people the best. I belong out there reaching more people. Besides the fact that I'll get paid a lot more for it, I'll reach more people. I'll affect more people's lives in a positive way. And that comes down to knowing your why. It comes down to having a mission. Because my mission, and and maybe you're maybe you haven't, maybe it's not obvious from listening to this, but my mission is to unleash people's potential. Am I really that passionate about exercise? Yeah, I think it's cool. Am I really that passionate about, you know, just lifting weights or doing aerobic exercise? Yeah, it's all cool. But what I'm really passionate about is helping people see their potential. And I do that with my one-on-one clients and I do it really well. But I need... For, for me to be the person who I need to become in my life, for me to be happy, and what makes me happy is helping others. It's just in my DNA, right? Helping other people. I feel like helping people one-on-one here in, in very private settings in, in these buildings in Miami Beach, yeah, that's cool. It's great work, but it's not serving at the highest level that I'm able to. So having that mission, having that why, having being in touch with what makes you passion, what what makes you passionate, that is what will get you to do all those things that you don't want to do. That is what will propel you down the path to become who you need to become to create the type of life that you want. And so many of us, we don't realize that. We think it's just easy for other people. But a lot of it comes down to our clarity, the clarity of our vision, and understanding the path has obstacles. It has adversity. And if we're clear about what's truly driving us, we can traverse that path and pass either through or over those obstacles and stay persistent. If we get knocked down, maybe we 
dust ourselves off and, you know, man, that was hard. But we get back up when we keep going. That clarity. So let me ask you, do you have clarity about what you want to achieve in your life? What is your big mission? And perhaps that'll change over time, but what is it now? What is the direction you want to go in? That's what I want to know. And I'd like it if you would email me at ted at legendarylifepodcast.com and let me know. Let me know. Do you have clarity? What is your vision? What do you see yourself becoming? Then we can go back and reverse engineer the success and break it into steps and set some goals for 2016. And if you haven't gone to legendarylightpodcast.com yet and gotten your goal cards, please do that. We are coming out with something that is going to blow up this movement, this be the change movement and get it out to more people. We're already in 10 countries. We're looking at being in 160 countries. Hard to believe there's even 160 countries in the world, but there's even more than that. But that's our goal, 160 countries. And we're looking at building this idea, this this movement, this podcast, Legendary Life, to something much bigger. Because I want to support you on your mission, on helping you find the clarity so that you can discover your mission. Because we all need support. That's what's lacking with so many of us. You see people messing up in their lives and they think that it's them. But it's really that they've never been surrounded by a supportive group of people who are all working towards success and all setting goals and all achieving their goals to varying degrees, of course. We need that. If we're to make this world a better place, if we're to make your life a better place for you. We need that. You need that because I don't want you to leave any opportunity on the table. I don't want you to look back and say, you know what? I've got a ton of regrets. Now that I'm old, I see that when I was young and dumb, I thought there was something wrong with me. But now I realize that it just was the choices I was making and the actions I was taking wasn't getting me to where I really wanted to go, to really unleash my potential and unlock my greatness. That is what this is really about. And that is the truth about how success really works. I'll leave you to meditate on that for a minute and I will talk to you next week.